Write history without a pen, no ID on the track, let the story begin. Begin. What's going on, DMV? I'm Liddell Willingham here with you live and local on 106.7 The Fan. If you're in the DMV, if you're not in the DMV and you tap in with me on this beautiful Monday night, you're listening via the Odyssey app, and we appreciate you for it. Monday, June 20th, 2022. First day of summer is tomorrow. And our things already getting hot and spicy here in our nation's capital. Plenty of hot button topics to discuss with you all tonight. And as always, feel free to tap in with me throughout the show. Here with you until 9 p.m. Eastern time tonight. Call in and voice your opinions. The floor is yours. You can do so on our MGM National Harbor listener lines, 1-800-636-1067. Or if you don't like the way your voice sounds, as much as I love the sound of mine, you can tap in with me on Twitter at N-E-L-L underscore B-T-P. And before I get too far into the show, I just want to take a second to wish a happy Father's Day to all the dads out there or anybody uh, playing the role of dad in someone's life. Uh, you are greatly appreciated. Star Study guest list. For tonight, joining me at 8 o'clock is NFL national writer for USA Today's Touchdown Wire, Doug Farrar. He'll take a spin around the NFL with us as we're just about five weeks away from the opening of training camp around the league. So plenty to discuss with Doug. And at 730, I'll be joined by a man who shouldn't even be considered a guest of the show anymore. Uh, He's been on with us so many times. I think it's say. Safe to say he graduated and should now only be referred to as a friend of the show. I'm talking about NBC Sports Washington Wizards insider Chase Hughes. He was at Cap One Arena earlier today for Wizards GM Tommy Shepard's pre-draft presser. So Chase will give us the latest on the Wiz as we're just three days away from the NBA draft Thursday night. You can catch our coverage right here on The Fan starting at 6.30. Myself and Chris Naki will be live from Cap One Arena and the Wizards Draft Party, giving you that. So, And at 7 o'clock, I'll be joined by WSA 9's Darren Haynes. He'll give us the latest on the Washington Commanders and tell us what's going on with owner Dan Snyder and whether or not he'll testify in front of Congress on the 22nd. And that's where we're going to start here on this Monday night. So this has been a long-standing, tedious, hard-to-follow situation here. <laughs> with the Washington Commanders, drama-filled to say the least. So the attorney for Washington Commanders owner, Daniel Snyder, reiterated today that Snyder would not testify before Congress on June 22nd, despite a request from the committee to reconsider. So Dan, once again, putting his foot down, saying, no, I will not speak to you guys under oath. Snyder's agent, Karen Seymour, declined the initial invitation from the House Oversight Committee on behalf of Dan, saying that Snyder had, quote, long-standing commanders-related business conflict and is out of the country uh, until the end of June. Seymour had also requested copies of documents from the committee members that they intend to use in their questioning. And dating back to over the weekend, this was Friday, Chairwoman Carolyn Maloney had sent Snyder's attorney a six-page letter Uh, stating Snyder could testify virtually at the June 22nd hearing, uh, similar to what NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell 
is expected to do. The chairwoman also saying the committee was under no obligation to provide the documents, but they'd work with Dan. They would allow him to see the documents if Snyder agreed to testify. And that led to this response from Dan's attorney today. Quote, Mr. Snyder's business conflict was scheduled long before then and cannot be rescheduled. Moreover, your letter's suggestion that Mr. Snyder may testify remotely does not address my concern that a virtual appearance would not sufficiently protect Mr. Snyder's interest in having his counsel physically present with him. So like I said, this thing's getting messy. Basically, there's a battle between Snyder, his attorney, and the House Oversight Committee as to whether or not he's going to testify. And as we kind of predicted what happened, Dan Snyder doing what we all thought Dan Snyder would do, playing hardball. He's definitely playing hardball in this situation, not trying to talk unless they legally force him to. And anybody that knows Daniel Snyder and how he handles his business affairs, you would know that he's going to make them, make him testify pretty much. And this whole thing is just one big joke to me. <laughs> this, this comment actually came from a House Oversight Committee spokesperson. They released this to ESPN earlier today, and boy, was this loaded and jam-packed. Quote, if Mr. Snyder was truly committed to cooperating with the committee's investigation, he would have accepted the committee's invitation to testify about the commander's toxic workplace culture. As the chairwoman's letter made clear, the committee has been more than accommodating, even allowing Mr. Snyder to testify remotely from France. His refusal to testify sends an unmistakable signal that Mr. Snyder has something to hide and is afraid of coming clean to the American public and addressing major worker protection concerns facing the NFL. Now, this is why I say it's one big joke to me. They're, 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 playing, they're playing this game back and forth, talking about the Oversight Committee and Snyder. And in my opinion, there really is no, there is no positive outcome for anyone involved if Daniel Snyder chooses to testify. Dan Snyder is already on his, death pet, on, on his deathbed, in my opinion, in terms of being the owner of this football team. Daniel Snyder has already hit rock bottom. They've already forced him to change the name of the team two times now. They've already conceded to the idea of drastically downsizing the next stadium because there's just a, a straight-up lack of support and fan interest for this football team. He's lost the biggest beer sponsor the team has. So for me... I'm at the point to where if the investigation in him testifying isn't going to lead to Dan being forced to sell the team, then what's the point? Why do we even care? Why do we care about this so much? Why is this making headlines? If it's not going to end up in him being forced to sell, then it's a moot point in my opinion. And, and this has nothing to do with me. I'm not... I'm not trying to downplay the severity of what happened over the last 10-plus years at that facility and what's being alleged by these accusers. That's not what I'm trying to do. My thing is, though, they've already come out with legislation to try to protect 
people in the workplace to ensure that this doesn't happen again. And unfortunately for the women impacted, the damage has already been done. The damage has already been done. There is no going back in fixing what has happened the last 10 years in Ashburn. And from a football fan's perspective and a fan of this football team, if this investigation isn't going to lead to Dan having to force the team, being forced to sell the team, then what's the point? Why do we care? And I say all that because there is a vested interest on both sides of trying not to completely squash the other one. Because right now, Dan Snyder is giving a big FU to the House Oversight Committee by, by acting the way he's acting right now. And if this was anybody not named Daniel Snyder, if this was anybody that wasn't the owner of a multi-billion dollar NFL franchise, you think the House Oversight Committee would just go like that? You think, you think it would be water under the bridge? And yes, I know that they have come out and released their statements saying that they don't want to have to do this and they don't want to have to do that. But damn it, that's where it's headed. You knew Dan Snyder wasn't going to go out without a fight in this situation. There is no positive outcome. Him testifying... If it's not going to end up in him being forced to sell this team, I don't really want to hear any more about it. I'm, I'm, I'm sick and tired of wasting energy on my platform talking about nonsense. Because that's essentially all it is, is nonsense. And like I said, there is a vested interest from both parties not to completely step on and squash each other. The NFL, from their perspective, Roger Goodell is going on behalf of the National Football League and and on behalf of Daniel Snyder, if we're we're being quite frank, right? It is Daniel Snyder's job. He is, I mean, it is Roger Goodell's job, excuse me. He is employed by these 32 owners of the National Football League. And he also has responsibility for the workplace culture that goes on within one of the franchises that he works for. So the NFL isn't going to get off scot-free here, and I think maybe the hammer will come down a little less severely on Roger Goodell because he's being cooperative, right? And that's because he's moving like a man that has something to lose, and quite frankly, he does because – the reason I never, even from the beginning, when this first, when the, when all of this stuff first started to come out, and I'm sorry to break it to anybody out there who was trying to take a positive spin on this and look at it from the glass half full. If they really dig deep into the workplace cultures around, not just the National Football League, but in all the professional sports, you're opening up Pandora's box. They don't want to do that. The House Oversight Committee, in my opinion, does not want to do that because a majority of these owners of the National Football League are some of the biggest donors to some of these campaigns that are being put on for our Congress people. So why would they 
really be interested in getting to the bottom of this. And it's so frustrating because, like I said, we shouldn't even be to this point. It shouldn't even have gotten here. And the fact that it has is either going to go one or two ways. Either no one's going to be happy with the outcome and it's going to be treated as water under the bridge or all hell's going to break loose. All hell is going, if, if, it, if it goes that other direction and the House Oversight Committee is really being for real about getting to the bottom of this thing, which I don't think they are, just to be completely transparent and frank with you. I don't, I don't think... I don't think they are interested in getting to the bottom of this because it could have been done. And other people in Congress are looking at this like it's not even important enough to make the floor. So if, they, if everyone ends up testifying and, and they end up really trying to get to the bottom of this thing, it's going to get ugly, quick, fast, and in a hurry. And it could lead to sweeping changes throughout the National Football League. There was some other significant news over the weekend surrounding uh, the Washington Commanders. This time, it was actually on-the-field news. So we had to take a quick timeout. When we come back, I'll give you the latest on Terry McLaurin and his negotiations with the Commanders on a new deal. And something tells me this negotiation still has a long way to go uh, in hopes of getting something done. We'll be right back. Ride with me. You're listening to 106.7 The Fan. We're also streaming live nationally on the Odyssey app. Welcome back. Lodell Willingham here with you on the fan. Here with you until 9 o'clock. On the other side of this break, we'll be joined by WSA 9's Darren Haynes. He'll give us the latest on the Washington Commanders and Daniel Snyder and what's going on, whether he'll testify or whether he won't testify. But coming up right now, Jeremy Fowler had some interesting tweets uh, over the weekend, and has had a series of interesting tweets about the Washington Commanders and the contract negotiations between the team uh, and wide receiver Terry McLaurin. Jeremy Fowler was on SportsCenter this morning, and he reported that the Commanders made a significant attempt to try and intensify contract talks with wide receiver Terry McLaurin last week. And... They, they felt they intensified these contract negotiations so much so that there was a hope that they were going to get a deal done for McLaurin in time enough for him to be available for the final day of offseason mandatory minicamp uh, for the Washington Commanders. And Ron Rivera, obviously, I reiterated last week saying, you know, we're not trading Terry McLaurin. And they've got some time. Uh, training camp doesn't start until late July. So pretty much the two sides have roughly five weeks, give or take, to come to terms. But as I've been telling you every time I get on the damn radio, the sooner the better for the Washington Commanders. And they got to move. They got to move like there's a sense of urgency to get this thing done. And obviously we don't have any type of details about the specific offer that was made to Terry McLaurin last week, but obviously it wasn't good enough. And while covering this thing, it has been made very clear, right? And multiple pundits and outlets have said such, right? If the two sides were close on a deal, 
or if Terry McLaurin's camp felt they were close on coming to terms with the, with the deal, he would have been at mandatory minicamp. If he felt like there was good faith effort being made on behalf of the club, he would be in Ashburn at those mandatory workouts last week, but he wasn't. And we'll, we'll talk and ask more to Darren about this on the other side of the break, but I said it on Saturday when I was here with you guys. This isn't looking good. It, it, it really isn't. And I'm starting to lose faith in their ability to get a deal done, right? I, I really am. I'll call it. I'll call it what it is. So much so that I've even started to process and mentally prepare myself as a fan, of course, from the fan's perspective of, well, are we going to trade Terry McLaurin? Ron Rivera has come out and said no, no interest in trading Terry McLaurin. But if things have a potential to get sour and testy, with these negotiations, don't put yourself in a position if you're Washington where you're just going to have a disgruntled player on your hands. Because obviously we know how those scenarios have gone for this football team in the past. Get out in front of this thing. And the fact that Ron, this is another issue that I have. The fact that Ron Rivera keeps trying to Go through the media to talk to people. It's an old, it's an old ass game. It really is. And today, he did it again. He did it again. Jeremy Fowler of ESPN tweeted about mm, thirty minutes ago, thirty five minutes ago. This is a quote from Jeremy Fowler of ESPN on Twitter. A lot of buzz on Jahan Dotson coming out of Commanders camp. Here's what Ron Rivera said when I asked him about the first round pick. Ron says, quote, very precise route runner, excellent hands, very sharp, very smart young man, hard worker, has done all the things you need to do to feel good about him. Doesn't that sound like Terry McLaurin? <laughs> Sounds a lot like Terry McLaurin, right? And the reason I have an issue with Ron constantly trying to spew messages through the media is Terry McLaurin sees this stuff too. And the fact that Terry wasn't at mandatory minicamp last week lets me know these two sides aren't on the same page. And that's going to be something moving forward that we're going to have to watch extremely close. Because like I said, five weeks away from training camp, the closer you get to camp and the more news comes out about you guys being far apart, guess what that's going to do to the trade value of Terry McLaurin? It's going to plummet it. So please, Washington Commanders, stop stressing me out. Get out in front of this thing, okay? If you're going to make a deal, make a deal. This team stresses me out. And I know just how bad it stresses out our next guest as well. Joining me on the other side of this break is WSA 9's Darren Haynes. He'll give us the latest on everything involving the Commanders, including what's next for owner Daniel Snyder, and how close is this team and Terry McLaurin on coming to terms to a new deal. Don't move a muscle. I'll be right back. Ride with me. You're listening to 106.7 The Fan. We're also streaming live nationally on the Odyssey app.